Hi, everyone. Welcome to Refine and Grow with Justin and Lindsay. My name is Lindsay Allen. And my name is Justin Euler, and this is your podcast for proven strategies on navigating and managing work life. So a question I often get asked, Lindsay, as a mentor, as a supervisor, as a leader, and even, you know, this is a conversation I recently had with my brother-in-law was the career journey. Like, how did you get where you're at today? And it's not like I'm the CEO of a Fortune 100 company, right? I've had a moderately successful consulting career. I lead a practice of about 50. I've never been on a 40 under 40 list. I've never been on the cover of Fast Company or Fortune. It's not like most of us are going to have really good careers that are going to be featured in major publications, but most of us are going to have really good careers. And there are going to be those who are going to look at the careers that we've had. And they're going to, especially if they're early in their career, and they're going to ask us, how did you get where you're at? And oftentimes from a lot of the early in career folks, I get the question of what was your plan? What was the plan that got you from here, the beginning of your career, to where you're at today? Can you show me that plan? Where's the plan on a page? I always feel a little sheepish because I didn't have a plan. My plan was more about embracing the journey. And when opportunities were put in front of me, making decisions about whether to accept that opportunity or reject that opportunity. And then to what degree would I invest myself in that opportunity? And generally one opportunity begot another opportunity or several other opportunities. Over time, you look back and you're like, wow, I remember the first day I started my consulting journey. I didn't even know what consulting was. And now I lead a practice and now they want me to actually own a global center of excellence to help build more practices like this. How did that happen? So there wasn't a plan for me. There was no plan. There really was just jumping in as a former boss once told me, Justin, you're fearless. And that's not that I didn't feel fear. It's just that I was willing to dive in and take opportunities that were put in front of me, even the big risky, scary ones and embrace those opportunities and go with it. Having said that, that's not for everyone. Not everyone's comfortable with that answer. In fact, most of the time I give that answer, they're like, great, you were absolutely the wrong person to ask this question of. To which I say, you're right, I am. If you want to talk about embracing the journey, taking risks, being fearless, and allowing the journey to kind of unfold, I'm your guy. If you're looking for a roadmap on six ways to get to where you want to go to become a partner or a VP or what have you, not your man, go talk to somebody else. But I do think there's not just two ways to go about this. Either you have a plan or you embrace the journey. The theme of today's episode really is, am I planful and focused and therefore create opportunity because I have a plan and I'm intentional or do I just go with the flow? And probably the best answer somewhere in between, but I do think there's a place for all of that. I think you can have an incredibly successful career and do some really wonderful things you never really imagined you would do if you embrace the journey. At the same time, I think there's a real place for folks who have a plan on the page, know what they're driving towards, and are very intentional about what they do and frankly, don't let life happen to them. So that's the topic for today. It's more of a fun topic. There's not really a prescription for how to do this or what to do. In fact, I feel like it's a pretty subjective personal bit, but I do love sharing my own journey and talking about what decisions I made versus what decisions I didn't make. And I think Lindsay, you're someone who's been on the more intentional side of Mm -hmm. that spectrum. So maybe share a little bit of your thoughts on that. Yeah, I'm a planner. I will say that probably what happens, whether you're somebody who embraces the journey and kind of goes with the flow, 
or somebody who's making a plan and executing that plan, there are times when you have to step into the opposite role. Mm. So although I made my plan, Mm. definitely had to learn to embrace the journey because it's not a straight line from point A to point B. And we took a couple turns I wasn't expecting when you get into the details of it. But overall, yeah, I planned to be a management consultant five or six years before I got into the industry. For me, what happened is I went to college. I pick psychology to major in because I'm fascinated by people's behaviors. Within the first year of going to school, I realized, oh, if you get a psychology degree, you kind of need that graduate degree. And then <laughs> that set me up for, okay, I got to pick my specialization. <laughs> and I think this happens sometimes with people who are on the higher education path that you're encouraged to pick, well, what's your work plan and start to plan for that. Yeah, I ended up finding industrial organizational psychology or, you know, programs in the College of Business versus liberal arts that were similar to that IO psychology, like organization development or design or effectiveness or human resources. So then when I picked that, I went to grad school and they kind of told me we're going to train you how to be management consultants. So then that was my plan. You know, there's so many like levels of plan because then within management consulting, what do you want to do within that? And where do you want to sit? And there were times when I needed experience to understand what my preferences were. So I remember having this aha epiphany moment of there's a preference for, do you want to be a people manager or an individual contributor? Hmm. And I wanted to be an individual contributor. What I actually really love doing is making tools and templates and methodologies. And so I had to identify a career path. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I had to, (laughs) but the path is less clear then. For upward mobility. There's times to pause and to use my buzzword again, where you have to pivot and maybe you change a little bit the path because initially as I get into management consulting, I'm thinking, you know, I think in timelines, three-year, five-year, 10-year plan. And you're thinking, well, I want to be a vice president, but every vice president I see has huge teams of people under them which was an indicator. And all of these topics that we're covering in season two, they do bleed into one another a little bit. So we're going to talk about when is it time to maybe leave an employer, but that was one of the indicators for me. This is my plan. So now I have to find someone who can cater to that plan, who has the opportunities available that are within my plan. But the main reason I'm a planner is because it actually eases my anxiety to have a clear direction that I'm heading. You know, I kind of set this up as two extremes, like have a plan, embrace the journey. But there is, even when you embrace the journey, I think it's less about this passivity and this kind of just going with the flow. And I just go wherever the tides take me or wherever the current takes me. But I do think you're you're highlighting there is thoughtfulness and intentionality in either one. Part of it's what opportunities are put in front of you and whether or not you're reacting to an opportunity or you're creating opportunity. Having said that, I'd still back up and say it's a little bit of both. I never planned to be a management consultant. Once I was given the opportunity and I stepped into that opportunity, I really didn't have a template for where to go. Having said that, I had aspirations once I learned more about the industry and the opportunity and I understood what you could do. And I still had to make some intentional thoughtful, reflective decisions around promotion, area of focus, whether or not I wanted to travel. If I wanted to do really strategic, fun work, I had to get on a plane. If I wanted to do tactical staff augmentation, I could stay home all day long. And if I wanted to progress, I had to do the strategic work, which means I had to get on a plane. So then I have to ask the question, well, do I really want to progress? What are my aspirations? career-wise, just like you asked yourself. So I will say in either way you go, whether you template it out in a plan on a page or you are the recipient of an opportunity, at some point you have to be thoughtful. You have to be reflective. 
there has to be some proactive intentionality to how you manage your career. Otherwise, you'll find yourself probably in a place you don't want to be and potentially resentful, maybe angry, a little bitter. And quite frankly, if I can be so direct, the only person you have to blame is yourself. You didn't take ownership. So whether it's making a plan and executing against it or embracing the journey, in both instances, to do it well, you have to be thoughtful. You have to be intentional. You have to be proactive. You have to own it. You have to accept responsibility for it. There are always things that happen outside of our control. How are you going to respond to those situations? So I really believe that you need to own your career and be intentional in whichever path you take. And there have been points in my life where I realized I needed to make a plan. Like if I didn't make a plan, I was going to end up in a bad spot. There have also been places where I recognize no matter what plan I put on the page, there were going to be events outside of my control. And so that didn't stop me from making the plan. I actually have made a plan a time or two, but what it did do is it gave me a level of mental flexibility or emotional flexibility. So a little bit of plasticity to bend and adjust that plan as circumstances presented themselves that I didn't expect and may throw that plan left to right. That's really important. I guess it's a little bit of both and it really depends upon where you're at with your career, but I do really encourage people be plastic, be flexible. Mm-hmm. It matters where you're at in your career. I think if you take your career and you break it down into the beginning, middle, and end, there's probably a little more planning happening at the beginning and the end. And there's more flexibility needed in the middle. Yeah. And know that we say this in the military, you hear it a lot in movies these days, but no plan survives first contact. So you make a plan so you have something to work from, but you have to be prepared for conditions to arise to throw that plan completely awry. That doesn't mean you don't go back and revisit and adjust the plan, but it also means there are going to be points which have to be flexible and adaptive. You have to improvise in the moment. And so if you have that agile and adaptive mindset, you're going to have a really interesting, potentially very fulfilling career. And one that's quite frankly, at different times filled with a little bit of mystery. And that's that mystery and kind of that wonder that keeps me waking up every morning and going. You made a really important point also that you have to own your career. I would guess that that's probably the key indicator of how much you enjoy your job. Yeah. Do you feel ownership of it or do you just kind of do whatever came your way, wake up and go? a little bit of a robot day to day, did you choose the path or, or put at least some critical thought into it? You know, I mean, I guess if you're more embracing the journey, maybe you didn't choose the path, like you didn't necessarily plan to get into management consulting, but when you stumbled across it, you found that it was the right fit. And so you yeah. continued going that way. And yeah. so whether you're somebody who just embraces the journey and goes with the ebbs and flows, or you make this plan, some of the things that you want to keep in mind, owning your career, or in another way is to say, understand what your purpose is, what your mission statement is, what is it that you're trying to achieve? And I remember this again, takes me back to grad school, that same professor from Harvard that I referenced in another episode who had us draw out our board of directors or say, well, if you don't know, you better go figure out who your board of directors is through your career. She also had us write a retirement letter. She said, and I want you to include in this letter what you've achieved over the lifetime of your career. And it forced me to think about it. So it's an excellent exercise if you're trying to think of what it is you want to do. You know, your retirement letter doesn't have to be, I'm so glad I spent 20 years in management consulting and being a project manager. It's much more about the people and the impact that you want to have. 
with, yeah. you know, 40 years later, 40, 50 years later, when your career is wrapping up at the retirement stage. So I think you need to know your purpose, your mission. What are you trying to achieve? Who are you trying to impact? Then you need to know your unique skills. What am I really good at? What do I really enjoy doing? That's unique to just you as an individual. Finally, it's about really building a great network. That's who you yeah. lean on when you're, if you're a planner like me, I lean on my network when I have to embrace the journey and pivot and I'm having a hard time. I might reach out to Justin about how do I get through this ambiguity or over this hump that I'm facing in my career. Or I might use my network when I realize that this isn't the path that I want to go down. If I'm just embracing my journey and I stumble into a roller industry that I really thought might be a great fit and it turns out it's not, I leverage my network to find other opportunities. I mean, to your last point, I found some of the best career opportunities I've had even if it doesn't involve changing companies, but maybe changing roles or changing focus areas, have come from leaders and colleagues that I've worked with who are now providing me a new opportunity. So embracing the journey oftentimes looks like building great relationships with folks. And then those folks will often circle around. And I've been that person that circled around and said, hey, why don't you come and join me? Those are sometimes the most interesting opportunities. There's a lot of truth behind that saying, it's who you know, not what you know sometimes. Yeah. So Lindsay is a planner. Me, Justin is more of a go with the flow kind of guy. And to say that, I don't mean laissez-faire at all. More willing to embrace the ambiguity in the journey. Whichever way you are inclined, you need a little bit of the other. And you need to be intentional. You need to be thoughtful. And I think Lindsay lays out a really good framework for how you can start to be a little bit more intentional about your career progression. But again, the reminder I would have for you is to remain flexible and adaptable. Look for those surprises. Who's the painter? Bob Ross used to say those happy little accidents, right? <laughs> those happy little accidents are what make a career really, really interesting. So with that, we invite you to embrace the journey. Just do it with a little bit of intention. That's all for today. Don't forget to head out to our website to download the tips and tricks worksheet from today's episode, download case studies, subscribe to our podcast and newsletter and more. And tune in next week for an all new episode. Thanks for listening.